All right, welcome back to our Bay Cats podcast. We're your hosts, Coleman and Nathan. And today we have a very interesting topic uh, that we'd like to talk about, which is divestment. And to begin, I'll be giving you a few questions so you can you guys can just think about this while we talk about divesting. And it is, do you believe that there's an implicit trade-off between business and environment? And with divesting, um, the first question is to ask is, how do we invest our money and do so in a way that's consistent with our values? And would knowing its impact on our environment change your investment portfolio? Okay, to begin, um, as of this moment, climate change cannot be seen as an abstract uh, future threat to humanity. And I think the impacts of climate change have already begun pacing itself it's and it's eventually going to get worse um the severity of extreme weather uh events and several other unprecedented phenomena are products of burning fossil fuels and greenhouse gas emissions um for most of this podcast i'll probably be referring to the year 2050 um, as it's mainly the target year and most studies refer back to this time period so let me just give you a little insight on what is at stake if we don't take action to mitigate climate change Um, we can expect that by 2050 as much as 19 inches of rising sea levels would probably impact the lives of 1 billion people and especially for us in the Bay Area uh, sea level rise would disproportionately affect Uh, vulnerable communities damage existing property that can probably total up to like a billion dollars 10 billion billions of dollars let's just say that and increase in flooding and also have contamination risks especially in our drinking waters Um, in addition to that there would probably also be damages to coral reefs uh, especially in degradation like um, there's such thing as chloral coral bleaching Uh, that's basically when the algae leaves the water because of higher temperatures Um, uh, recession in arctic sea rise see the the, i mean recession of arctic sea ice that's what i meant and also um, heat waves uh, like in pakistan um, the heat wave that took temperatures above 110 degrees fahrenheit there's also reduction in habitats, uh, hospitable to plants and animals, uh, which can be, and then we can also see higher temperatures that are already dragging out droughts, um, wiping out crops. Uh, we can see that the Himalayan glaciers that provide water to many people are um, already melting. There's also storms like Hurricane Harvey, Irma, Mary, all of which. Um, are getting stronger and more devastating Um, and I think throughout COVID throughout the pandemic this has definitely developed a further sense of urgency um, to fix this matter Uh, and I hope that through shelter in place through the pandemic I hope that people have taken a um, time to reflect on our lifestyle and make moral decisions that are based on climate change and hopefully you have too right Nathan oh yeah of course of course yeah um 
If not, don't worry. Nathan and I will definitely tell you and teach you everything you need to know so that you can understand and ideally teach others. Now, today we'll be discussing divestment, which is a vital part of our fight against climate change and would require widespread effort to achieve our goals. And if our goal is to truly try and mitigate the impacts of climate change, I think uh, one of the main things we should be doing is to um, have bold restrictions on fossil fuel companies and in ways try to discredit their influence on our democracy. Um, since 2011, uh, this movement of divestment has successfully galvanized people for moral outrage against the immoral actions of fossil fuel companies. Um, and it is or has become one of the fastest growing movements in which over 2,000 institutions have already divested. Um, well, this is kind of insane because it's basically, it amounts to a tr like trillions of dollars. Um, and the most notable of these entities include uh, New York City with its partial divestment, the UC Systems, Rockefeller Brother Fund, BlackRock, and I think this is crazy, but Ireland becoming the first country to divest from fossil fuels. I think that's huge. That's crazy. And yeah, yeah that huge. is crazy, which is definitely major victory for um, climate activists fighting for this cause. And I think in order to uh, in avoid the increasing rate of climate change, uh, there's also this study by Nature Journal revealing that at least 80% of the world's known remaining fossil fuels must stay beneath the ground. Now, with this fact in mind, corporations will probably, well, at least this is what I think, and maybe some other people would agree, that corporations will start directing more of their resources and money to extract and burn oil, coal, and gas at a faster rate before our laws can begin to impede and catch up to their um, immoral practices. Meanwhile, those really bearing the brunt of environmental destruction and these climate impacts are poor people, people of color, and mostly developing nations. In fact, in 2018 alone, Roughly a reported 8.7 million deaths were due to fossil fuel-linked air pollution and 355,000 of those were premature deaths. Many emerging scientific studies have found that exposure to oil and gas activity is directly linked to negative health effects including in pregnancy, elevated cancer risks, and respiratory and cardiovascular diseases. These studies are relevant because Nationally, over 17 million people live within a mile of active oil or gas wells. Not only that, but the COVID-19 pandemic has more or less exacerbated the disproportionate impacts of fossil fuels as people of color and poor communities have been more likely to be exposed to these issues. And Another example I could give you would be the Kern County, um, which is notably the epicenter of California's oil and gas production, uh, responsible for producing about 66% of the oil in California, and Kern is K-E-R-N. Um, within this area's population, 
Uh, there's around like 900,000 people and 70,000 of them are said to have asthma and 40,000 of them with cardiovascular diseases. While, this, while the actions of these CEOs and industry lobbyists uh, remain unfettered, people would probably continue to suffer. And if we were to try to act and actually communicate to these fossil fuel companies that we won't stand for the destructive practices, the first course of action would probably be to impact their sources, the resources, um, basically their money and funds. So, uh, Nathan, I would like for you to clarify and maybe answer a few questions. Yeah, for sure. And okay, I want to so, add, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah, add, okay. um, the fossil fuel industry is highly dependent on their money, on their capital. So, Coleman's right, attacking the capital is probably the most effective or most um, impactful way to change the the minds and the practices of the fossil fuel industry. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, what do you think would happen if the value of fossil fuel industry drops to the point where it can't be sustained? Well, I feel like the answer is pretty obvious here. If the fossil fuel industry cannot cannot sustain itself it cannot continue to um continue its immoral practices um companies that are invested in fossil fuels um all the uh all its clients will need to switch over to a more alternative cleaner and in general more stable energy source um than the fossil fuels and hopefully by then uh fossil fuels will simply be a legacy resource and dependence on fossil fuels will slowly be eradicated um nobody would need them anymore everybody would be using cleaner energy um and simply put the fossil fuel industry would um would need to die off uh yeah i definitely agree with that and doesn't the government subsidize the new fossil fuel explorations production and consumption so will divesting really make an impact and you you have a point there. You got a point. The government does does subsidize new fossil fuel exploration, um, and they do receive a decent amount of funct- of, of of funding, um, but overall, it is not enough. Um, if everyone starts divesting, their primary source of income, which is from um, stock value, um, uh, amount of companies investing in them, um, they will all retract. They will all divest. They would lose a lot of money and they will simply their their entire um income will be simply based on government subsidies or primarily based and that simply is not enough to survive um the government will try their best of course because the fossil fuel industry is making a lot of money and it's it is still very prominent in today's um um energy industry um but ultimately it is not enough to support the entire the entire industry so it will fall um the fossil fuel um, industry will fall and the government will not be enough to support the entire thing i see so uh, i'd also want you to give us a few facts okay specifically with our climate and how fossil fuels and greenhouse gases uh, contribute to global warming and other changes yeah so our cli- uh, so th- it's our fossil fuels um, they would generate a lot of carbon dioxide um, 
565 gigatons to be exact. Um, that's that's the estimate uh, scientists cre uh, have created and hypothesized. Um, 565 gigatons of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere. Um, this is extremely, extremely dangerous for our atmosphere simply because it would warm the entire planet. So currently we are around um, 0.8 Celsius, um, an increase in the global temperature. And that might not seem a lot, uh, seem a lot especially when you're, if you're sitting at home and you think, oh, if I turn up the thermostat to maybe 0.8 Celsius, um, it's probably not a lot, right? It's probably not a lot. But in terms of the entire globe, this is large, right? And it is actually estimated that it will actually rise to 2 Celsius, right? And by this, by then, um, a third of summer sea ice in the Arctic will be completely melted. Um, the oceans will be 30% more acidic. And, and there will be a lot more uh, fl floods, droughts, um, sea level rise. Um, people along the coast would be impacted. Many families um, will be forced to evacuate, especially uh, near the coast. And simply put, it just affects a lot of people um, uh, as the global temperature rises. And not to mention, uh, many species lose their habitat, especially in the Arctic. Um, the polar sheets are melting. Polar bears will lose their habitat. Um, it's already shrinking now. They're already endangered. Uh, but it would continue to be um, more severe and definitely more impacts would be brought upon the animals up there. Um, I definitely see what you're talking about. I can't really begin to comprehend uh, that that those numbers. 0.8 does seem to be a small value, but definitely a large impact overall. And yeah, um, so... I would like to talk about the main reasoning uh, behind divesting, which is, of course, there's financial and there is also a moral reason. Um, from the many things that I've read and heard online, the fact remains that financially, fossil fuel divestment is heavily favored. Uh, uh, this can be attributed to the fact that uh, the global stock indexes without fossil fuel holdings have seem to outperform those including fossil fuel indexes uh, meaning that these once economic giants have now depleted to mere stranded assets which basically means that it once had value but no longer does uh, in the past maybe around 2014 the oil prices crashed and uh, revenue plummeted Investments failed and reserves were no longer seen as um, economic and uh, therefore there became many bankruptcies. Uh, these occurrences basically exposed the weaknesses of the industries making fossil fuel stocks um, increasingly speculative and with limited growth opportunity. So which basically gave it an overall negative outlook. Um, I did mention a few times that uh, of the moral arguments behind divesting and it is mainly based on the belief that it's wrong. It's just wrong to harm the planet. Uh, like Nathan said, the, like the ice, losing habitats, uh, th those things are definitely a concern. And um, there's also people who suffer 
the most from climate change. Um, low income low income communities, people of color, developing nations, all of which have not really benefited the slightest from this type of economy. On the other hand, the fossil fuel companies like uh, Exxon Mobil, Chevron, Shell, all those. Uh, pretty well-established companies have done nothing to invest or divert their efforts to a more renewable energy source. Um, instead, their wealth is being used to fund their negligence and misleading facts aimed to deliberately slow and weaken the policies uh, surrounded, surrounding their actions. And I think divesting is just a way to communicate to that industry that uh, these destructive habits are aren't welcome to the mainstreams of society uh, while also motivating the government to take legislative action in a fight for climate reform. Uh, now really the question becomes what happens after divesting? So Nathan do you have, do you want to talk about that? Yeah for sure. So there's really two parts about this movement. One half of it is divestment, of course, as we talked about earlier, the importance and its importance. But the second part to it, how we are going to actually finish this movement is to reinvest. So um, reinvestment really consists of taking your investments of um, your uh, fossil fuel companies and removing them and placing them into um, into places where they practice renewable energy, um, clean energy. So for example, um, wind energy, solar energy, hydro energy, um, uh, thermal, uh, geothermal energy, um, ocean waves and currents, green hydrogen, for example. These are all examples of some um, cleaner alternative energy sources that are more beneficial than fossil fuels. Um, some, uh, some specific um, places to uh, invest is the Brookfield Renewable Partners uh, for solar, next era energy, I'm just naming uh, several. Um, there are plenty out there that um, are invested in clean energy, and it is our job not only to di- uh, to divest, but to also reinvest in and support um, these companies and corporations that do support alternative and cleaner energy usage. Yeah, so Nathan is definitely right on that, and I would like to add a little bit more, uh, especially that this movement does successfully promote um, allocating funds from extractive industries to more renewable source Um, that means that even after divesting yes we should reinvest and um, it's mainly essential for advocating for climate justice and for instance its impact it can also impact um, by have an impact by rejuvenating the US economy Um, from now up until maybe post-pandemic and from then on and uh, for like I'll give you a fact like 2015 to 2019 uh, the clean energy sector was providing jobs at a rate 75% faster than the overall economy Um, so basically in the long run we could see that clean energy jobs have much much more room to grow than any other um, industries and that includes the fossil fuel industry and not only that but the economic rationale for investing is definitely made clear uh, with the incentive of enormous environmental and health benefits 
So with that in mind, does that make the objective of divestment clear? Uh, Nathan, I don't know if you want to add anything more, but yeah. So I just want to, I just wanted to reiterate um, for those very into uh, for those who are serious about investing, um, serious to make a profit in their portfolio. I just want to make it clear that di- uh, divesting uh, from fossil fuel companies and having a portfolio that is primarily based or um, or yeah, primarily based on cleaner energy usage um, actually does perform better. It actually values higher. Um, than fossil fuel um, portfolio, uh, portfolios containing fossil fuel investments. So it is not only a movement to help um, the planet survive uh, in this um, in this crisis, but it will also have um, immediate impacts on on yourself, on your own portfolio. And I feel like there is no reason where you wouldn't divest. Um, there is no reason where you wouldn't reinvest into cleaner uh, energy sources. Yeah, so I hope that this podcast on divesting would um, influence your portfolio and make to make better decisions. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Yes.